Welcome to episode 29 of the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Through the new rules for your life and your business podcast, where transformation expert Holly Rovinger and her expert guests share how you can not only survive, but thrive in this new world. Holly believes that when you get back to basics and truly engage with your life and your business, you become empowered and can elevate the way you're living. Here now is your host, Holly Rovinger. Thank you so much, Morgan. Welcome to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business, the podcast that is dedicated to helping you cut through the chaos so you can experience personal and professional growth. You will hear stories, insights, and new rules to live by from myself and my guests that are born out of real life experiences. The stories are inspiring and motivating, and I encourage you to take at least one golden nugget from each episode and apply it to your life or your business. The topic for today is taking control and freeing up your time. My guest is Leslie Hassler, and some of the highlights in this episode are learn how to get an hour back in each day, what are those five demons that steal your time, seven steps to having your business rock, and what you must align to have it all. That and more today on the New Rules Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by The Empress Cloth on Amazon, TheEmpressCloth.com. Check it out. Save time, save money, save the environment. A much healthier way to clean for you, your family, your loved ones, and your pets. Leslie Hassler, known as the queen of health boundaries and the business strategist and time leverage stickler, helps women entrepreneurs stop being a slave in their business, take control, and live life on their own terms. Ooh, nice and juicy. Finding herself a slave in her own business, Leslie forged the way to design her business and set boundaries so she could have both her life and a business. Your business rules is the genesis that allows Leslie to manage two businesses with multi-six-figure revenues and enjoy her roles as a mother, wife, and volunteer. Leslie received the Business Excellent Forum's International Business Award in 2011 for growing her business revenues 150% in six months. Wow. Is the best-selling author of 25 Brilliant Business Mentors and appears on stages across the nation. When she isn't helping her clients design their own Your Business Rules, she travels the world and enjoys concerts, festivals, and sporting events with her family. Welcome, Leslie. And I love that you take time to go to all these different events and enjoy yourself. Such an important part of life. How are you? Hi, Holly. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I just did a little tally on May alone. And I think... um, There was like 11 baseball game, eight baseball practices, a musical festival, a play. Plus, we were on four trips that last month. (laughs) Well, good. We like like to live life. 
Yeah. And I think that's so important. I think some people, you know, building a business, especially Leslie, you know, they're so busy focusing on getting it launched and, and getting into a positive, um, the positive column for their money that they forget to focus on themselves and really what it's all about. Well, and that's the truth. I, you know, building your business is really important. And, um, if you saw behind my doors, you would see that I'm actually very aggressive and very ambitious when it comes to my business. But at the same time, I've learned through the school of hard knocks, you know, through working myself um, like a slave in my own business, that if I don't take time for my life, my life will pass me by. And my children won't know who I am. And my husband will barely remember why he married me, you know. <laughs> and so not that it's ever gotten that bad, but still, I, I have the drama keeps me going, oh, yeah, I don't want to go there. You know, but we do. We work ourselves um, because we feel like it has to be all or nothing, right? I must put my all into my business um, and do nothing in my life because that's the only way to be successful. Well, which couldn't be, you know, further from the truth. You know, I discussed in a previous episode how important it is to take time for yourself that it just increases your self-esteem, your self-worth, your productivity, your confidence. I mean, it just boosts everything. So well, it, it does. And we have a series on our blog that we call Motivational Moments. And a couple of weeks ago is all about holding still. When your mind is so full that you can't have a quiet moment, you don't get your next big idea. You know, the worry just stays there. And it's in those moments that you actually go, oh, that's how I need to do it. So you have to find value in doing nothing, you know, or not doing business um, and really see how it propels you forward. Yeah, excellent. I love that. Well, Les, why don't you just jump into what your new rule is for today? Today's new rule. You know, here's my new rule. I think you can choose everything in your life. I don't think your life happens to you. And when you realize that you have that choice, that it's one of the most powerful things that you can put to use in your life and in your business. Um, but I really do believe that before you can feel free to make those choices, that we really have to get your time <laughs> under control first, you know. Um, there, every business owner has one of two complaints. I'm sure you hear them as well. I'm either, I don't have enough time or I'm not, I don't have enough clients. That seems to be the top two excuses that we have for why we can't do something in our business. And I say that's what we need to fix, you know, is learning to really leverage your time and your efforts is that difference between being able to soar in your business and being stuck in your business. Well, I love that. And I met Leslie at an event uh, two weeks ago, and I sat in on her talk where she talked about the demons that steal your time. <laughs> and I don't remember, so Leslie, you're going to have to share this, but I check my phone many times during the day. I check for phone calls and I check emails. And Leslie, can you tell me and tell us again how much time I've been wasting <laughs> well, it's a case of it. It generally comes down to um, the average person can check their phone anywhere from 150 to 350 times a day. And if you only 
only spent 10 seconds each time you checked it, um, that could add up to as much as an hour. And that's like on the conservative side. So an hour of your day spent looking at your phone. See that, and I'm definitely guilty of that. And I don't know, I don't know, you know, do I really think Kevin Costner is going to call me? (laughs) Why am I checking it? So, you know, as long as my family and my friends and everybody are well, like, why am I checking it so much? Seriously. So it makes us feel important and it, there's a payoff in our brain, a subconscious payoff to, you know, you get a little endorphin rush when somebody calls you. And so that's why we keep, we're addicted to it. We just are. I know. It's, it's just amazing to me. And the fact is when you do take control of your time, it can just turn, you know, not only your business, it turns your life around. It completely does. And you heard my story as part of um, my talk, but in the height of my first business, I was working 80 hours a week. Now, we had a multi-six-figure business. I had staff. I had uh, three staff members as part of my team, and I still worked 80 hours a week. And through really putting a lot of um, what I teach into practice with your time and how to get things done and and really the focus and discipline that it takes, I went from 80 hours a week to 20 hours a week. And I grew my business 20% with no staff. That's incredible. That's incredible. We spend time on things that don't benefit us, that make us feel, mm, I won't say good, they make us feel safe. Instead of just doing the things that we need to do and have the most impact. So, okay, this concept of taking control of your time and getting rid of all these, you know, demons that really, you know, divert us, mm-hmm. Leslie, uh, why, is, why is it so important? How can it benefit us? Well, it's important in a couple of ways because we feel out of control, right? When we have too much to do, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel... Um, we feel out of control. And that really is part of that being in that slave kind of mindset. Everything else is controlling us. Uh, Just real quickly, because we're speaking about the demons, so our our listeners know, there are five demons. They are distraction, indecision, delayed action, difficulty, and division. Okay, they all almost all have a D in them. But those are our five time demons that steal our time. And when they are in control of our life, we can't get anywhere. We're stuck in mud, right? Um, and that's really where those forces want to get us to. And they're subtle, right? Everybody knows they get distracted. Oh, I spend so much time on Facebook. Oh, I just get lost in my email. And we placate it. We say it's this small little thing, you know? Um, it's almost like we have a pity party with other people. Oh, I spend more time on my email than I <laughs> you do. You know, but we don't see it as this big, bad meaning, which is why I like to call them the demons. Um, So when you come back to those and you start taking control is really where you start to get into the potential. So if you can imagine really having a place where your choices were so super simple, I mean, just you could evaluate 10 fabulous opportunities in a span of 10 minutes and know which one you needed to be doing and which ones you did not need to be doing. 
I mean, if you had the clarity to know how to get the work done, not just by yourself, but really how to maximize and leverage the work of others, um, where you knew where to spend your time and where not to spend your time, and then you had enough time left over to go play golf, go take yoga, um, go spend the afternoon with your, your grandchildren just because you can. I mean, that is a whole different sphere of living that most people choose not to live in. And that's that's why I said, you know, at the beginning what the new rule is, you have the power to choose, you know. And even when you don't, I think it's Rolling Stones or maybe it was Rush said, you know, even when you don't make a decision, you've still chosen. And that's where we've gotten into the point of really abdicating our decisions and saying the world happens to me instead of I happen to the world. Right. And there's always two ways to look at everything, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the, it's the old, why is this happening to me? Or, oh, this is happening to me for a reason. You know, what can I do about it? So, you know, I couldn't agree more that, you know, everything, every mood, every day, you know, anything you do, you do have a choice how to handle it. So, um, Leslie Hassler has put together this amazing, um, your business rules blueprint on how we can accomplish levering, leveraging our time. So Leslie, what are some of the things that you do go through in the blueprint? Well, and really the time aspect is kind of the first step because if I've got, if I'm going to teach you how to do business in a different way and really make good money at it, I've got to break down some of the, um, old paradigms, you know, so first we just need to free your time because if you've got the time to do things, then you suddenly can do more impactful things. So step one is really leveraging your time to freedom. We want to get to the point of having free time, but like you (laughs) know, as part of the talk, you can't just free time and not do something with it and not allocate it away because then it just goes right away. You you'll lose it again. Um, And then the second thing that we do as part of the blueprint is we answer that second problem about building consistent cash flow. A lot of my clients, you know, they've had success in bringing money in in the past, and then something happened. You know, they got lost in their business. They The worries and the stress just overcame them. And so we just get them back to bringing in consistent cash flow. So if you have time and you have money, then you can start really – growing and building your business. And then that's where we start to go a little bit of a, I guess, a back step, but it's not what anybody wants to work on first. (laughs) So our step three is really getting a laser focus onto your big why. And this is really important because um, there are good days and there are bad days in business, right, Holly? We all don't have 100%, 110 days every day. All right. It wouldn't be human if we did. It wouldn't be human. It wouldn't be human. But when you can go back in and, and really link in to what your values are, what your big why is, like my big why, for instance, on why I want to have a, um, a thriving, really multi-million dollar business is because I want to build a foundation that helps in-need families navigate the bureaucratic systems of support. I don't want a family to fall off of food stamps because they weren't home to answer the phone call from the administration because they were actually out working. You know, I, I want to be able to sh- 
to organize that system for them and help them get all the support that they need. In order to do that, that takes a lot of money. It takes millions and millions and millions of dollars. So I know that that's my big why. And I have a story behind why that's my why um, and what I'm my greater than me goal is. But it really is in a case of when I go, but I could be helping, you know, in my dark days and the down days, and we all have them, um, I can look and go, but this is the bigger goal. My bigger goal is to fill people's cups so that they can fill other people's cups so that I can have a successful business so that I can, you know, build this foundation. I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to interrupt for just a second yeah. because I, you know, I, I love your why. I love it. And it's interesting, Leslie, because there are a lot of people I talk to that, they just, they, we've got to drill down like 10 levels deep to get to their why, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just not on the surface. You know, you've got yours, which is huge. I've got mine, which is huge. And I think for people to be successful, not only they've got to have this, you, you know, humongous why, and they've got to have it. It's got to be non-negotiable. Like failure is not an option. And then they stick with it. Well, and that's a really good point because we, I talk to my clients about and why the values and your big why and what you want for your family. And, you know, we haven't really talked about business yet because if it's just about business and the sale, you're always going to get discouraged. You're always going to fall off the wagon, so to speak. When it's tied to your life and you have your rules, I mean, that's part of the reason we do your biz rules, you really start to get crystal clear. So when you know what your non-negotiables are, when you've got, you know, failure is not an option in this realm for me, then everything else becomes simple. I am the queen of simplicity. If somebody starts talking to me about an idea and I I go blurry-eyed after the third sentence, I'm like, whoa, too complicated. Let's get simple, you know, because simple sells and simple is easy to do. And, you know, um, or let's find a way to make it more simple. But so when you get those rules, your simplicity of your top 10 things, like for me, you know, mine is, you know, honesty, integrity, and ethics is highly important to us. That's on there. The fact that I want to I choose to pick up my children every afternoon at 3 p.m. That's a part of my non-negotiables. So it means at 3 p.m. my time, I'm not doing anything else. I don't schedule an appointment. I don't do anything else. But when you have those lists of these are my nevers, (laughs) you know, life becomes and business really becomes simple. Right. And it's definitely easier to find your focus every day then. Huge. And when you come up against conflict, because when we're working with clients and we're working with people, there's always going to be some conflict somewhere. And we're going to feel torn between two, you know, I could go this way, I could go that way. When I go back to my non-negotiables or my values or, you know, things that I have set as part of my rules, I can answer that question in minutes. I know the right way to go. The same thing, if an opportunity comes to board, is this in alignment with my goals, my values, my non-negotiables, yes or no? Nope, not in alignment with enough of them. Great idea, not right for me right now. Ah, and isn't it so liberating when you can say no to something? Oh, it's absolutely freeing. And you can say no in the kindest way. Um, Can I share with you my favorite way I learned from Jim Rohn? Sure. 
And he said, you know, because everyone has a great idea and there are, you know, lots of good ideas, but he says, this is how you say it. You say, unfortunately, that's not something I'm able to take advantage of at this time. But if that changes, can I come back to you? Ah, perfect. So you're leaving the door wide open. You're leaving the door wide open. You're preserving their, you know, self-esteem and integrity and all that stuff. You're being honest. It's not a good fit for me right now. But if that changes, can I come back? And I have been known to come back when it's the right time. But I'm not going to do something just because it's a good idea, but the bad time to do it. No. It won't work. Yeah, no, it won't work. And I think, you know, learning how to say no is a technique I talk about in building self-esteem because you just, you take back control. You're not giving it over to everybody else, you know, in your world. Mm-hmm. And you don't, and I love that you do take back control. And that's, you know, when you rule your business, <laughs> you need to be in control. I mean, the moment you let go of that control, it all goes awry. You don't have to be, you know, iron fist with it. You can be very compassionate with it, but you still have to maintain that control. And you're right. No is, no is a control word. No is not a bad word. Exactly. And it's hard for some people, but it's, you know, through working on it, you can accomplish anything. So Leslie, let's get back to you've got your leverage, your time, your build, your cash flow, your whys. Mm -hmm. So then we break it down to put it together. And I talked to you about the simplicity of it. You know, half the time people can't work through a big idea is because they get overwhelmed with the bigness of it. And one of the things, you know, we do is we do 90-day plans and we actually break down that 90-day goal by week. So all you have to look at every week is just one step. So you really have to go through that planning process. You know, most of us go, you go, then you plan, then you you get off track and you kind of go, but if you just take that investment in planning and plan it through, but keep it simple, then it's easy to build it back together. And it actually starts to speed you up because you're not having to figure everything out every, you know, 10 steps or every two steps or things like that. So we just try to break things down to the simplest components of what is good enough. What is good enough to get us out and get a product online or get a goal, um, you know, on the boards? And for me, good enough is anywhere that falls between an 89 and 90 percent or 80, 80 to 90% range is good enough. Past that, I'm looking for perfection. Whoa, and we got to release that perfectionism. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the death of you, let me, let me tell you. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, definitely is so in line with my thinking. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So once we, we break it down and we put it together, then we really kind of get into streamlined action. And I am, this is another leverage point for me, but I like um, one-time effort that I can use for multiple results. And I'm not sure how you work with uh, your podcast, but I know on my podcast, my podcast happens to be the information I use there that I create if it's, you know, if I'm doing a solo show on that, that week, I then am reusing I'm using for my blog post. I have a meetup group that meets. That becomes the topic of that meetup group for that week. I'm using one one effort multiple times. So I'm really leveraging. I'm leveraging my time, but I'm leveraging my effort, right? And I'm streamlining the whole process. Instead of having to develop 
four different concepts, materials in a week, I'm maximizing those efforts. And that's one, one way that you really can get streamlined action. So once you've, you know, you've broken it down and you put it back together, you start to be able to see, oh, I can use this over here. I can use this over here. And it, as small business owners, it's really difficult to find where the um, economies of scale are in your business. This is one concept that starts to create them and have you looking for those opportunities. It's like the magic of repurposing everything you do. You know, you can take it and, you know, like you're saying, you know, and we talked a little bit about mind mapping at the event, but, you know, take that central thing and branch it out into 10 other uses for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is most entrepreneurs think very singularly and they think just now. They're not thinking about two and three weeks ahead. And so you just recreate all this work for yourself. Um, and some of that comes through experience. Uh, but the other part is I, I believe you can go in with the intention of how can I maximize my efforts. Now, um, there, this kind of leads straight into the next kind of step, which is get it done and get it off your plate. Check it off your list. And get it off your plate. Like never do it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is such a key point of leverage because I will do something like for the production of our podcast. And we talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, I produced my first five episodes and I made a process and I documented it. I mean, nothing more than screenshots one sentence, highlight where I'm talking about on the screenshot, put it into a Word document, didn't even have a logo, wasn't pretty, but you could follow it. And I gave it to my VA. We didn't even have to discuss it. And I've never had to do it again. And if you don't know what that means, a VA is a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. And you can have internal team and external team, um, and you should for a lot of respect. But a lot of this get it done and get it off your plate means you either need to find a way to automate, which is key, or reduce your input time so greatly that it's a fraction. Like my social media, and, and we're all over the place. I mean, we're in Facebook and LinkedIn and Google+, and we blog, and then we're in Pinterest, and we Twitter, and all of that. When it comes to the actual management of the social media, it probably takes me, you know, 30 minutes a week. And that's because I've automated that process. So I just have to barely touch it. I don't have to reproduce all this work. So you can either automate it, you can shortcut it, you know, and then you can document your process so that you can um, pass it off to somebody else so you can delegate it away. And for anybody that's thinking that they're going to have a business that they're going to be able to sell, if you don't have this part really worked into your business, you're not going to have a sellable product. You won't have a sellable business. And, I mean, I can pass things off to new people in no time flat because of the processes. I don't have to worry about this whole big training worry cloud that seems to kind of uh, hover over entrepreneurs. So the really the get it done and get it off your plate is all about getting you to the three things that you must do as an entrepreneur. You must market, you must sell, and you must service your clients. To me, anything past that can be get it done and off your plate. I love that. 
I love that. And the last step. I love this one. Is slow down to speed up. We really, and we talked a little bit about this earlier um, in our kind of pre-conversation and stuff where we're talking about really taking the quiet time, you know, going for a walk, um, sitting underneath a tree and reading a good book, being outside of your office environment um, in a way that frees up your mind. So when I talk about slowing down, I am talking about doing the meditation. I'm also talking about taking care of yourself. And literally, as we speak, I just got back from body combat. (laughs) You know, that's what I do. And it's the middle of the business day. You know, it's not like it's 6 a.m. in the morning. It's part of my routine. But it helps me think clearly. And so all these things that you can do to slow down, um, planning, you know, taking that time every at the end of every day to say, what are the three things that I must accomplish tomorrow in order to bring money in? Is all those times that really help you just slow down. It helps pull you out of the working in your business and starts to put you into the working on your business. And when you do this, it seems counterintuitive, but it actually will propel you forward faster than if you were to run a marathon. Yeah, you know, Leslie, I really like that. And you you mentioned something that just set off like an alarm for me because I think it's so critical, especially, you know, if all of a sudden you're, you know, lying in bed and, oh my God, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, is to plan the next day and write it down, get it out of your head, because then also you'll get a much better and healthier night's sleep, which again oh, yeah. will allow you to speed up, you know? It, it, it is. And the thing is, is we have some wonderful technology in our lives. And for some reason, we feel like our brain should operate like a computer and that we should be able to access our, what is that, the RAM and the ROM or the RAM at any point in time. And our, our brains don't work like that. The more you try to shove in, the more things get lost. I have a high capacity for memory. My husband blows me away in that you still will max out your brain. And so writing things down, like you were saying, frees it, right? And as soon as you get the thought, you put it on a piece of paper. Because then you know where that is, or maybe in a document, or there's there's applications and things that can help with that. But you're right. It frees your brain so that you can sleep. So you're not waking up at 3 in the morning going, oh, I forgot to. <laughs> I haven't done that in years. Nor have I said there's too much to do in years. And I am, you know, I have a 9-year-old, an 8-year-old, active mom, building two businesses, you know, and I haven't said that in years. Well, kudos for you. Kudos to you. Well, I just want to inspire people to get get to that point. And you're do- you're doing an amazing job, and I love your energy. So, can you share with us your uh, favorite quote? And I know I think you have two. Favorite quote. I do. You know. My favorite quotes and my favorite books, it's hard to, for me to choose one because they're so good, so much goodness and everything. Um, one that, two that I've had on my monitors for years, my computer monitor, um, one is, and I love Emily Dickinson, um, kind of a somber poet, but I like her writing, but um, we turn not older with years, but newer with every day. And I just love the promise of that. 
um, and says that even though, you know, the years might have us age, it's really what we do with each day that keeps us young. And so I, I have always, that spoke to my heart the first time or even maybe my soul when I first read it. And the other is um, just a fun one. And this is how I, I like to live my life kind of full on. But it said, life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in an attractive, well-preserved body, but rather to skid in sideways, champagne in one hand, strawberries in the other, body thoroughly used up, totally worn out and screaming, Woohoo! What a ride! <laughs> I love that. That's like definitely fabulous. I love it. Great you know, quote. And that second one keeps me from shrinking back. You know, it keeps me from playing all in and putting my all in in. Because at the end of the day, when I pass away, what am I going to do with my body? Nothing. You know, I I only have this body once, so I'm going to use it to the full fullness. Well, good for you. Good for you. And you, you did just talk about your, your reading as well, that you like a lot of different types of books. I did. I even had to text my husband who has the better memory and go, what's my favorite book? And he couldn't even tell me. So I was like, okay, I feel better. Um, you know, I like to have the break from brain, brain thought. So I like the movies or the books that don't require thinking and they're most of the popular books nowadays. Um, you know, probably I love the ones that I always wish there was another book. You know? Oh, me too. Like, I feel like <laughs> I miss the characters. And you're like, oh man. And you know, there have been such great books in my life and I, we devour books in my house. Um, we go through them like you wouldn't believe, but you know, anything from like Under the Tuscan Sun, I just, I felt like I was in Italy. It was a beautifully written book. Um, not a lot of thinking, <laughs> got to tell you. But then I will love, um, I loved Gone with the Wind. I read that in high school and I read that in three days and was like binged on it. It was kind of funny. Uh, but you felt like you knew the characters, right? You were just in their their lives with them. But I will read thick stuff too. And when I... Um, I talk fast, so you can kind of imagine what's going on in my brain. But when I need to really slow down my brain, I, I need to give the brain <laughs> a little bit of a break, but a workout too. I read stuff that's very thick in language. I call it, it's like syrupy thick. Um, it makes you, it makes my brain slow down so that I can do, so I can really read it. So Tolstoy um, is a good author for that. Shakespeare is a good author for that. And I Study, I studied Salem Rushdie in college, so I've always enjoyed his um, bizarre <laughs> novels. But, you know, it's just so thick and full of uh, satire and irony and, and, you know, illusion and, you know, symbolism and, and stuff like that. I really enjoy those kinds of books. They just make me slow down. So I kind of judge my books and how long does it take me to read if it takes me um, – I think I've read the Divergent series in three days. So like, I like, I'm like, I need a book that's going to last a whole week. <laughs> and right. And one that keeps you engaged for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have been known to throw books across the house. <laughs> I don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for sharing all this information with us. And I well, will list under the podcast, um, your site so that everybody can get the Your Business Rules Starter Kit mm -hmm. and they'll be able to connect with you. I also will list your, your Facebook and your Twitter. So 
Uh, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Oh, thank you, Holly, for having us on. I really enjoyed um, spending time with you. Uh, you're welcome. And if you want to connect with Leslie, please hop on over to Facebook and Twitter. And a good way to start the conversation with her is just to say you heard her speak on the New Rules podcast. And if you like this episode, please consider leaving an honest review over in iTunes. And for those leaving a five-star review, I will mention it in a future episode as a big thank you. What you may not realize is that when you leave a review and you download an episode, it really makes the podcast more visible and easier for others like you to find. So thank you for listening today. Have a great week and remember to always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. This is Holly signing off for today. But before we go, I have a question. Leslie is leveraging her time. And what I want to ask is, are you? Thanks for listening to the new rules for your life and your business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business. 